The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around a pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker who is in Florida. Yes. So today, it's my turn to have my time with C-Mac. <laughs> Don't fight over me. Hi, brother. There's, uh, I'm big enough for plenty to go around. <laughs> good, good seeing you. It's been good too long. See, yeah, man. I got to hang out with Greg a little bit over the holidays. Yeah. It was, it was awful. So welcome back. Appreciate you. I appreciate you doing everything. Uh, It wasn't wasn't awful. It was a good time. We had a good time, but we missed you. Brother Randy, Joe, what's up? Hi, Claudia. Miss Claudia. Were we on time? I don't see any. uh, I did get get a text message from Jim. So we must have been uh, from from Dutch. From Dutch. Yeah, Yeah. so we must have been on time. We're still waiting for Jim. Here he comes. There we go. There we go. But, uh. We can yeah, do our we, stuff we, over. Yeah, we got right? a bunch of stuff yeah. to go over here. So we do. Let's roll right into it. Today's show is proudly brought to you by. Well, you know, we we got to open with our favorite uncle, not the creepy uncle, not the creepy our favorite uncle, uncle, favorite Uncle Steve Shake. Listen, we talk about it every week. Twelve flavors, best on the market. Uh, not only a great guy, greatest customer service ever. But, you know, listen, if you went through the holidays and you did some cookouts and wondered why your neighbor had everybody over there and you had nobody at your holiday cook-off, it's because your neighbor's using Uncle Steve's shake. And everybody's going over there for dessert, too, because he's the guy that has a dessert shake. It's fantastic. He had uh, the, the, the $49.99 uh, gift boxes, which just the one were, of everything. Yeah. yeah, we're crazy. Loved it. In fact, I used some of his uh, AP, the Lucky Seasoning, today on a little brisket. Woo-hoo. Great stuff. Get yourself some Uncle Steve Shake uh, on the internet, UncleSteveShake.com. Tell him Pit Light Barbecue sent you. We love you, Steve. See, look, he didn't even need a teleprompter. I, I, Greg. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and who else? Ah, our friends at Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com, whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling, thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, we were supposed to be smoking mm-hmm. the Jose Dominguez Maduro, yes. but the owner, Dave, gave me a quick, I don't think you got one. But, no, uh, he only had one left. He only had one left. Yeah. That's right. That's all right. I don't even know the name of it. it. But it doesn't even come out till tomorrow. Ooh. Yes, at the trade this show. Taba- at the trade show, at the PCA trade show. This tobacco is actually smoked. What? Mm-hmm. It's before smoked before you, you smoke, smoke it? it? Yes. Wow, it's Kentucky Fire Cured. Kentucky Fire Cured. Wow. Mm-hmm. And can you tell a difference? How's that tasting? It has this smoky almond yep. taste to it. Oh. We, were, we were saying that almost like those smokehouse, the hickory smokehouse yeah. almonds. You get. I don't know what the company is, but that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very good, very. Good. I'm liking yeah. it so far. But thanks to our friends at twoguyscigars.com, we get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. 
Just visit twoguyscigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number twoguyscigars.com. That's right. And we are also brought to you by... I, I mean, one of the newest sponsors, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you want to do the honors? You, you want to we'll go blue? You the blue all right, all right. Let's go blue. There you go. Oh, I like these blue color. So, listen, Magna Chef gloves. Listen, if they fit my hands and they fit Mag's hands, they're going to fit your hands, all right? These things are phenomenal. They've got the pant- patented magnetic clips. So you can get them on and off easy. You've had some silicone gloves in the past. You try to get them off. It's like grabbing a, a, a wet fish. It doesn't work. Patented. Don't try to steal it from these guys. And who better to make barbecue gloves than a firefighter? Absolutely. They know Miami Dade firefighter, our brother Alan Fonte. Absolutely. Heat rated up to 500 degrees. But, right, Chrissy? Yeah. I can't confirm this, but I have heat tested these. 7,000 degrees. 7,000. That's that. The that, company that's may not back that claim, but I'm telling you, <laughs> they work. Easy on and off. Listen, these are fantastic. Four colors, five colors. I know they got that killer green, five. too. They got the red, black, blue, picture. green, and orange. Dishwasher safe. Throw them in your dishwasher. Bada bing, bada boom. Get yourself MagnaChef gloves. Uh, do, we, I, do we still have a discount code? No. Okay. Don't have the discount code. Edit that part out. I have already. <laughs> okay, good. All right. What? <laughs> This weekend, yes. If you are in the San Antonio area, at the San Antonio Lo- Rotary, Rotary, Rodeo and uh, Livestock yes. Show and Barbecue Competition, yes. Check, look for Al. He is flying in. Him, Ryan Newland from Backline Smokers. All the boys are going to be there. Uh, cooking with uh, Jonathan Barton of Barton's Barbecue. Fantastic. So if you see Barton's Barbecue set up. Swing by them, tell the boys say hi, and I'm sure Al's going to have a bunch of gloves there ready to show you them in action. That is fantastic. That's awesome. Uncle Steve, will he be at that one, or he's at the other he's one? He's at the other one. Houston. Gotcha. Gotcha. Speaking of Ryan get those. Speaking of Ryan Newland, today's also brought to you by Backline Smokers and Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland out of Austin, Texas, is building some of the Best pits out there on the market. All one of custom built from the ground up. If you can think it, he can build it. He is an absolute perfectionist. Listens to everything you say during a conversation. And he will put things on this smoker you wouldn't have thought of. But only in the conversation, he catches it. And he not one pit is the same. Not one from the ground up, one of's unbelievable work. The craftsmanship, the pride he takes. He's not necessarily a fabricator, a welder. He's an artist with with some of these pits that he's coming up with. So check them out on Backline Fab, Backline Smokers. So what the hell do you got over there? So, so I figured before we get into you know our, our fantastic guests, which I'm really excited to hear from Jim, um, and and maybe talking about what we have cooked lately too, uh, what you did maybe miss over your I don't want to call it a vacation your vacation from the <laughs> podcast definitely not your vacation that's for sure <laughs> is that uh, Chrissy and I kind of slipped in a new segment. Here we did, and that is cocktails, cocktails with, with C Mac. Oh, I remember this. this? 
It's oh, time yeah. for Cocktails with Seema. Whether it's been a long day slaving over the grill, or you're just looking to kick back with some friends around the pit, CMAC has got you covered. So sit back, relax, and join us for another episode of Cocktails with Seema. That, that is tremendous. So y'all know... Chrissy said we, she has a little surprise for us. So that was our first time That's hearing that. That was the first time hearing That was fantastic. Just for you. That's that what was I fantastic. Do. So um, we can talk while doing this, but I figured I would, uh, last time I was here, uh, uh, we did some uh, martinis. And this time I brought a little bourbon for uh, old fashions. <laughs> so, you know, let me, let me go ahead and start making that. So speaking of making stuff, Megs, what, um, what have you been cooking? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. It's been, I got about two and a half feet of snow in my yard. We are expecting another 18 inches on Saturday. Yes, big one. A couple other extra inches on Friday before. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we, we haven't done nothing. You know, we got the, we got the old bug going around the house, and everyone's feeling a little under the weather here and there. Obviously, we're all past the COVID thing, so that's not the issue. Yep, yep. But, uh, but yeah, just haven't really done anything. Mm. You know, still trying to get back into into form after the Christmas rush and everything. But I do have a little something for you. You do? Yes. So, back in 2018, a gentleman reached out to me from Grill Blazer, from Grill Guns. Got to have my, my big balls. Nice, icy balls. Yeah. I heard that about you. Yeah. And we were talking, and it was in the, um, the pre-stages of development. And, and that was kind of it. So I got an email from them the other day, well, a couple weeks ago. And um, they're like, we'd like to send you one. Okay. You know, can you possibly send me two? You know, one for me, one for Greg. Go a little easier on mine. I still got a bit of a hike to back to the house. <laughs> um, they're like, yeah, no problem. So I talked because I could have sworn. And this is why I don't gamble anymore. Yeah. Because I would have lost a ton of money. That at Riverfest, yep. Greg had one. And he said, man, I need to get me one of these. I would have bet a million on it. That was before he set me on fire. <laughs> with it. Greg, so I'm Greg like, let like me get this. So after I got the email saying, yeah, we got it, I'll send a couple out to you. He posted, Greg posted a video. In the first part of the video, all you see is grill gun, and he's lighting the pit with it. So I'm like, oh, my God, they sent me another one. Well, you know, I'm feeling bad. But then I was thinking about it the other day when we had that blustery wind going on, and you were oh, yeah. cooking out on yeah. the Everything. When it took me forever to get my pit started? That, yeah. You mean that day? Yeah. Yep. So I got a little present for you here. That's the first thing. Oh. Stand? Ooh, yeah, that's stand. solid. I, I, fig- I figured you'd need a stand. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. I put, my, put the bourbon in it or something? Oh, yeah. You can put anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the stand. He went all out. But it also comes with... Oh, get out of the goddamn yeah. bag. Sealed for your protection. Say hello to my little wow. Holy mackerel. Look at that thing. The grill gun wow. from Grill Blazer. That's uh, I, you know, there you I've go, s- brother. Thank you. Wow. I've seen Greg's, and, and uh, Greg's looks, you know, his shaft looks smaller. The- well, you're 6'10". Ah, good call. 
wow, this is fantastic. This will be fun. Because I did have a heck of a time lighting my pit the other day. This is, thank you. And thank you to the folks at, uh, at Grillcon, man. This will I be have fun. to admit, before he goes absolutely apeshit here, Dutch had, <laughs> Dutch had mentioned you on that one, too. He goes, oh, ask C-Mac. I don't know if he has. I haven't seen him use anything. Oh, Dutch. I'm like, oh, I'll check it in. Then you had happened to go live. Kent, thank you, brother. So part of it, you go, it, okay, it's from Kent, thank you. too. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Well, th- I, you know, listen, I always come, you know, bearing either food or, or drinks. I didn't expect to get a, a gift. It's like Christmas <laughs> all over again. Hell yeah. You sure it's you my just, pot of Christmas. You sure you just didn't snag this off of somebody's delivery? I stole it from Greg. All right. He's all right. He won't Ma- even know. Mailman will never do that, just so you know. Yeah. I don't want the. <laughs> I'll be getting called in the federal. Yeah, exactly. Morning. I don't want that happening. Well, thank what? you, brother. I appreciate no that. No worries, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for everything you do, you know, jumping in with us and covering my uh, ass this Christmas rush. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. Kiss. Anytime I can cover your ass, it, yeah. man, no, I don't know. Let's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, the, 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 this show's going sideways already. We, we got to get uh, Jim. Is, Jim, is yeah. Jim still with us or yeah, did he hang no, up by now? All right. I would have hung up on us. I would have too. But as we like to say around here, let's get down to the brass tacks. That is delicious. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, coming all the way from the great state of Texas, yes. you might have heard of a little spot down there of Doja's Barbecue, only been serving barbecue in Texas since 1957. Yeah, real quick, Matt, that's about 65 years. I had to do it. Look at that, right, off the, right yeah. off the bat. That's impressive. You're good at math. That's it, preschool education right here. Yeah. <laughs> Pitmaster. Jim, what's happening, brother? Jim Buchanan, hey. folks. Welcome hey guys, to the show, Jim. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. This is awesome. This is awesome. So, how's the, how's everything down in Texas? Oh, yeah, it's great. You know, a little bit of cold the last couple of weeks. Cold cold for us is kind of relative. It's down about <laughs> 32 and everything stops. Oh, that, that that's beach weather around here, yeah. 32. Yeah. We throw our shorts on at that time. <laughs> yeah. Break the boats out, head the day on yeah, the lake. Yeah. Good. It's sunny. Yeah. Let's go. So, you want you don't want any part of the 18 inches of snow we're getting on for Saturday? Oof. Hard pass, but thank you. Okay. I just figured I'd offer a little hospitality going on. So, Jim, you are the pit master at Doge's, but let's find out right first off, who is Jim Buchanan? Uh, <clears throat> I'm a guy that cooks barbecue for a living. <laughs> um, uh, I have a kind of a, a, a interesting background. I started... Uh, uh, after my stint in the military, I started in corporate America uh, and I was doing competition barbecue on the side just to kind of uh, spur my creative need. Um, met a guy on the competition circuit that uh, became fast friends with. And one day about 10 years ago, he calls me up and he says, hey, uh, I just got laid off from my government job. I'm going to buy a trailer and sell barbecue on the weekends. What do you think? And I thought, Sounds a whole lot less expensive than doing competition barbecue. Uh, <laughs> yep. And I get to hang out with a buddy of mine and cook barbecue. Yeah, so we uh, we did that. That was West Jarena from uh, Papa Charlie's Barbecue. Uh, we hung out in a trailer for a few years, uh, had a lot of uh, critical acclaim heaped on us, and then uh, opened a brick and mortar in the downtown area of Houston. Uh, was with Wes in the brick and mortar for a few years, and then in 2017 decided to 
hang my own hat and or hang my own shingle and uh, started Buck's Barbecue Company. Uh, the day I was supposed to open my doors at my restaurant, uh, Hurricane Harvey hit town and completely flooded us out. Uh, no joke, two-story building. The entire first floor was underwater. Uh, oh. You actually probably saw us on national news. We had two semi-trucks float into the side of the building. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, It was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so I spent the next few years kind of scuffling, looking for a new location. Uh, ended up down in Galveston in a building that uh, was probably a lot larger than I really needed. Uh, wasn't really funded well enough to get through the off season, um, you know, the non-tourist season. Uh, and we ended up shutting our doors in January of 2020. Right about that time, the guys that had just bought Dozier's were looking for somebody to come in and uh, take the reins kind of helped Dozier's uh, get back onto the national map uh, and the map in Texas. Um, it just worked out. Cool. That, that's that's yeah. wild. So I did a little reading up on you, too, and, and, and read about that. I mean, it, it, so first of all, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And, um, you know, y- y- your story is definitely a story <laughs> of, uh, got, if, if nothing else, stick-to-itiveness. Is that a word, mm-hmm. stick-to-itiveness? It is now. Um so, so I mean, love the story, and I did see a few articles, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. Was you know, Dozier's used to be when they opened up in '57 or whatever it was, um, and I know they, I think they went through some location changes, but they had quite a few years where you know maybe they weren't mentioned up in the you know higher echelon, especially as you know in Texas, right? That's that's something to hang your head on. Um, you came in and that changed. Um, I know just in 2020 last year, uh, hard to believe we're 2022 already, but last year you guys got mentioned on um, Texas Monthly's top 100 essentially, right? So yeah. what? help everybody out. You know, those of us who have never had a brick and mortar or so forth, you know, we're backyard, you know, barbecuers and stuff. What, what do you do when you come in? What do you look to do to take it to that next level to get back to where maybe they were before or even higher? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different at Dozier's uh, Dozier's like you mentioned, Dozier's was back in the fifties, sixties, seventies, and even the early eighties, Dozier's was one of the big dogs in the state of Texas. Um, you know, it really wasn't until the explosion of what's now called craft barbecue um, in the late nineties that Dozier's kind of started to slip out of, out of the minds of everybody, particularly in the Houston area. Uh, you know, we went from maybe a handful of decent barbecue places to uh, more decent barbecue places than you can count and a handful of really, really, really good barbecue yep. places. Uh, and, and the issue at Dozier was really nothing more than uh, it was old school barbecue and they were still doing old school barbecue in a time when old school barbecue wasn't what the consumers wanted. Okay. Stuck and sticking by the guns, regardless of whatever trends were coming around. Yeah, I think that that's true. You know, there, there's this adage uh, that that especially Texans are very, very popular of saying, uh, and that is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. Uh, well, Dozier's wasn't broke uh, for a long, long time, and, and it still wasn't really broke when I started there. Uh, it had just started to kind of be an afterthought. It wasn't really on the cutting edge of uh, what was going on in the Texas barbecue scene. Cool. Interesting, interesting. Well, yeah, that's that. That's the old. If it ain't broke, don't yeah. fix it. 
dance with the girl you brung to the day, day well, you know. Right. Well, and I think for a lot of years, especially Texas, right, when you look at, I mean, we're here in New England, which is not, you know, traditionally known as a huge barbecue spot, right, um, or, or region, I should say. Um, you know, you've got your, your, your different classic barbecue regions, and a lot of Texas, I mean, people expect um, and look for, especially people out of state and probably a lot of people in state, right, is, is beef, is salt and pepper, is, is traditional Texas stuff. So I'm sure for a lot of years, um, uh, Texans would look down on, on places that were doing things out of the box, right? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, you know, historically, barbecue was uh, the poor man's meal, right? Yep. Uh, you take cuts of meat that nobody else really wanted, uh, that were relatively inexpensive. You'd cook them for a long time, uh, and then you'd serve them up at price points that, you know, the blue collar guys could easily afford. Uh, and then, you know, Aaron Franklin started this uh, resurgence that that's kind of swept the globe, uh, where, you know, barbecue is now something that chefs like to do, where before it was just guys who stood around a smoker and cooked barbecue by feel until it felt like it was about right. Uh, and then they sold it on the cheap. Um, you know, and, and Dozers was still doing that uh, when I joined the team. Um, you know, so it's not so much, what did I, what did I look for? Or how did I change things? It was really just kind of small incremental changes to the processes that had, that had been uh, carried forward over the 60 something years that Dozers have been around, you know, cooking briskets until they're properly done. Uh, holding them at the proper temperature, trimming them before you cook them. You know, little things like that, that uh, in the olden days of barbecue, they didn't really do that. You know, you take a brisket out of the pack, put a little salt and pepper on it, throw it on the pit, cook it, and then cut all the fat off before you serve it to somebody. But you're losing all that body. All that gorgeous fat. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so... With sticking with by the guns, there are seems what, what we CMAC has found out. You kind of have also gone a little outside the box in some of your own creations here. That uh, yeah. we've, we've, we've yeah, found, I'm, I'm you're a, a serial I'm guy. As, uh, I'm known as a nonconformist. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, a a badge of honor for me uh, <laughs> when when Wes and I were at Papa Charlie's. Uh, you know, back before it became the trendy thing to do, we were always trying to figure out, hey, how can we take these uh, traditional smoked proteins and apply them to uh, dishes from other cultural backgrounds? You know, like we were we were doing stuff that had Vietnamese influences, that had Mexican influences, that had Middle Eastern influences. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I carried that forward when I left Papa Charlie's uh, because then I, I didn't have a partner anymore. I could do whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Not that not the West constrained me, but you know we didn't have to talk about it. I just I, if I decided to do something, I just did it, yeah. um, and you know it, it uh, really kind of took on a life of its own. Uh, I'm fortunate to have a lot of really good friends in the barbecue industry who are like minded, meaning that you know they're always trying to push the envelope. The guys yeah. at Blood Brothers, the guys at Fiji's Barbecue, uh, and they goad me into trying new stuff. And um, you know I'm like. Do you want me to do what? Bet. It's on. Um, things like using Captain Crunch cereal, yeah. Butterfingers, uh, uh, any kind of crazy stuff that I could come up with was something that I, I wasn't afraid to try. Uh, and I, I've tried to stay mostly away from that at Dozier's simply because Dozier's okay. is a historic yeah. barbecue place. Uh, and it does have its place in history. And you don't really want to run away from that 
legacy and history and tradition. You sure. want to embrace it. Um, but at the same time, I'm known for doing those things. People expect me to do those things. So we do them here and there. Here and there. But I think there's, you know, there there's different parties for both. And uh, Johnny knows I, I enjoy cooking things out of the box, you know, that, that may give people, a, a, you know, a little... Oh, a brisket ice cream, brisket ice cream. You know, a few different things. But, but so let me, let me, let's just dive into that a little bit more because I thought I thought this was super cool. So, besides the southern states' influences, because you guys are obviously in southern Texas, right? So I, I saw you know gumbo and chicken and waffles and that kind of stuff. All right. you know, some some Cajun influences. Let's talk, you know, crunch berries, pulled pork, fruity pebbles, ribs, and. Listen, you got to expand a little bit because I can't wrap my head around this one, but I just, I, I love it and I want to hear about it. You, you mentioned it earlier, Butterfinger brisket. Break that yeah. down. How do you, is it, I, I don't even know. Do you rub it with, you know, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, uh, people, first time they hear that, they look at me like I've lost my mind. Yeah. Um, I love and it. I probably have lost my mind. <laughs> um, but uh, Butterfinger brisket was not actually my creation. It was created by a couple of guys up in the Dallas, Texas area uh, who were uh, uh, guys I knew through a uh, Texas Longhorns fan message board. Um, and they were in their backyard cooking briskets one day and uh, had uh, imbibed a little bit too heavily and decided, Hey, we got these butterfingers. Let's put them on this brisket and see what happens. Um, and you know, like I like I mentioned earlier, a lot of things that I've done, I, I kind of get goaded into them. Uh, you know, and, and I, I take it as a challenge. Where hey, you know, you can't do this. Yes, I can. I can do that. I can make it taste good too. Um, and that's really how the butterfinger brisket uh, became a thing in commercial barbecue. Um, I took what uh, these guys uh, had come up with and uh, tweaked it. A little bit so that it would better suit the palate of the typical um, barbecue consumer, and it, it's worked out pretty good. But what is it? Okay, so it's got crushed butterfingers. Okay, it has kosher salt, and it has six, sixteen mesh black pepper. Doesn't really sound a whole lot different than a typical Central Texas barbecue or brisket, except for that it's got butterfingers on it. And a lot of people think, you know, their initial instinct is, well, that's got to be really sweet. But if you think about it, butterfingers aren't sweet. No, they, they, they have a toffee note. Yep. They have a kind of a buttery taste to them. Uh, and, and, and what I found was uh, it helps build a really solid bark wow. on, a, on a brisket, especially when you cook it hot, hot and fast, like I'm known to do. Okay. Um, and the salt and the pepper really contrast the flavors of the Butterfinger itself. And what, what you end up with is something that's smooth and uh, uh, got a little bit of a nutty flavor um, there's no chocolate. There's no sweetness. It's just delicious. That's, you know, I got to try this. That's right? incredible. Oh, damn straight. So, so listen, Jeff, I know you're doing multiple briskets. How, how many uh, dozers on a typical day on a typical busy day? How many briskets do you guys usually go through? Uh, right now, brisket is so expensive. I'm not really cooking all that much. Um, you know, back before brisket prices went through the roof, uh, and, and, uh, basically costs as much as ribeyes do now. Yeah. Um, before that, before the price escalated really, really high uh, in the summer of 2020, we were doing on the weekends about 40, 45 briskets a day. Nice, nice. nice. So if I'm doing if I'm doing one packer, you know, probably 50, 50 salt and pepper. How many? How many? Do we use full size? Do I get the the kids old uh, Halloween candy? What, what what's the ratio? What, what, yeah. What's the ratio? <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's uh, uh, it's it's not quite one to one on salt and pepper. Um, it's uh, a little more heavy on the pepper. Um, okay. You know, I, I tend to follow uh, the the uh, John Miller uh, adage, which is about nine to one, uh, sixteen mesh pepper to kosher salt. Wow. Um, okay. You know, so you get a nice pepper bite to it. Uh, with the, with the butter fingers, I can't really give you a number. Uh, what I can tell you is you want a really so really solid coat of Butterfinger uh, on the brisket before you apply the salt or the pepper. Okay, uh, you okay. want to get that Butterfinger, the crushed Butterfinger down first. Uh, make sure it's a nice solid coat all the way across the brisket uh, and then hit it with kosher salt. Um, about 25% kosher salt to let you apply it on the, on the uh, Butterfinger uh, and then a pretty solid coat of the black pepper too. So, so that... So that chocolate maybe kind of uh, uh, forms a little, uh, acts as a binder. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing it. Why? You gotta I, get the, so you got to get the butterfingers cold before you run them through the food processor. Okay. Uh, otherwise, the, all the chocolate will melt in the food processor. Uh, okay. uh, take it from me. Do not freeze them first because you'll blow up your food processor. <laughs> uh, put, them in, put them in the fridge and get them cold uh, and then run them through the food processor so you've got a nice uh, powdery-like substance. All right. I, I, I will tag you and give you full credit, but i got to try that. Oh, I gotta hell try yeah. That. Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to butcher. It would go good with my brisket ice cream, my burn-ins ice cream. Oh, though, absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to butcher this last name, so please forgive me. Russell, Russell Cody? Does that ring a bell to you? Who? Russell Cody, K-O-T-Y? Mm, it does not. You said something earlier about that brisket ramen you did the other day. Unless I missed a... Oh, he might have been talking about me. Oh, I, you? I just did that today. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never served brisket ramen, uh, although, I, although I'll make it at the house for us to eat. Okay. All right, so that was for you. Yeah. All right. It was fire anyway. Thank you. What was the name? <coughs> Russell. Russell, thank you. Thanks for the shout-out. Appreciate yeah, it. There you go. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I tried I, I try to not to take take time away from Jim, but I, I, I our, our friend Sully at the Rusty Can does an amazing – I mean, he worked, the broth is like a three-, four-day broth. And when he does that every once in a while, so he hasn't done it for a few weeks or so, and it was cold today, so I'm like, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a quick version. I got a little flat, smoked it, and, and it was still pretty good. wasn't wasn't solely level. But, yeah. All right. So, so Jim, you were talking brisket prices, and you know, so do you guys get all your proteins, you know, from a, a place, or do you guys? do any like local sourcing out of some of the, uh, the ranches out there? Yeah. Uh, the, really the only ranch that has the, um, capacity to supply me, uh, briskets would be 44 farms. Uh, I do not buy their briskets. I, although in, in our meat market, you know, we're a full meat market. Yeah. also. uh, in the meat market, I do serve, uh, or do sell, uh, exclusively 44 farms beef cuts, but they, they can't produce enough brisket to keep me supplied. Keep you going on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Hopefully, you know, things will kind of settle down in the in the future. But like you were saying, I mean, you know, briskets and ribeyes being the same, you know, especially oh, yeah. in Texas too, you know. Oh, yeah. And understand some of the fringe areas like out here or something, but you know, when 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 Texas barbecuers and barbecue joints are having a hard time sourcing and and pricing, it's just it's crazy. Absolutely. And consumers and consumers don't really understand um, you know, they they see our price point go up on our menu board, yep. they don't really understand what's driving that. You know, yeah. we try to explain it to them, 
Um, my, our, our, our price per pound on brisket has gone from 20 bucks to $28 a pound. Uh, and, and I don't plan to go any higher. I'd rather just not cook brisket than yeah. go higher than 28 a pound. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when I started at Dozier's, I was paying less than $2 a pound <laughs> and this week I'm paying over five bucks, um, for the exact same brisket. Wow. And, and, you know, in the forecast says that the prices are continue are going to continue to rise all the way through summertime. Really? Yeah. Oh. Now, now yeah. what, what's your average weight? Per brisket that you guys do, uh, coming out of the case, uh, we we average about fifteen pounds. Okay. Uh, after trim, they average about twelve pounds. Uh, once they go on the pit uh, and come off the pit, they average about six to six and a half pounds. Yeah, so well. you know you're, you've got about a forty percent yield on briskets. That's yeah. another thing people don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So that's like twenty eight pounds. Oh, that's expensive. Well, yeah, it is and it isn't. And, and also the, uh, like you, you were saying, you know, time factor, you know, which you said you're a fan of the hot and fast method, you know, so, you know, okay, it, does it shorten the curve a little bit? Sure. But it's still, you know, there's still hours involved in that. It's, yeah. it's not like it, it goes in the oven for a couple, an hour or two and next thing you know, you're serving it. You're starting this the night before sure. for the next day in. Well, that's, I mean, but that's labor costs, right? So, so when you talk about, you know, restaurants, you're talking, you know, big labor costs, especially when you're, you know, doing, doing long cooks like that. And then the, the food costs, I mean, it gets to a point where it, it's tough to make any money. And especially over the last two years with the pandemic and the, the, you know, the different shutdowns and all that stuff. I mean, you know, we feel for you guys. It's, it's. It's an absolute tough business to be in, but um, you know, again, hopefully, hopefully, at least pandemic-wise, where I know in New England here we're seeing a sharp decline, and hopefully, we got we got greener pastures ahead. Um, but are, are you guys still seeing? How about crowds for your restaurant and everything? Are you seeing uh, impacts still? No, you know, we we uh, we're we're pretty fortunate. Uh, I, I have a lot of friends that have barbecue restaurants in the Houston metro area. You know, but we're we're far enough away from the big city life, uh, where the 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 mentality is a little bit different amongst uh, my core clientele. Yeah. Um. You know, we we did have to reduce seating capacity inside the restaurant, uh, and that did hurt us a little bit. But it happened at a time when, uh, as you kind of mentioned earlier, uh, Dozier's star had begun to rise again. Uh, and there was a lot of uh, excitement and anticipation of what was going on. So it didn't really impact us the way that it did most of uh, the barbecue restaurants in, in the state of Texas or, or the Houston area. Um, you know, we, we were very, very blessed. Uh, revenue has remained pretty strong, um, but, you know, costs have risen so much. Just because we're putting a big number on the top doesn't mean we're putting a big number on the bottom. Right, right. And, and back to the briskets, um, you know, I, I, I have always been known as a guy who cooks hot and fast uh, everything. Um, but at Dozier's, we don't cook briskets hot and fast. Okay. Uh, because of the equipment that we have, that uh, I'm question. able to uh, cook the briskets at a much lower temperature for a much longer period of time. Not that it's my preferred methodology, but it makes sense with within the confines of our process. You know, we, we, we have the equipment that will, will basically run itself overnight. So it's really just seven hours of hands-on during the day, uh, running those pits like you would an offset, making sure that it's got uh, a good clean fire. You're not getting dirty smoke in the cook chamber. Uh, and then at six o'clock at night, 
Uh, we put those briskets in paper, load that firebox completely full of wood, uh, let the pit self-regulate, go home for the night, come back in the morning, and they're ready to serve at 6 a.m. Wow. Nice. Now, now what, what, um, what is your setup there for uh, smokers? For pits? What, what Are you asking about the pits? Yes. Uh, I, I have six different pits. Um, I have a Buley uh, Model 1100. It's a fully insulated wood-burning pit that is thermostat- electronically thermostatically controlled. Uh, it, you know, it, it will run itself for long periods of time. Um, but like I said, during the day, you know, we run it like an offset, just adding one stick at a time to make sure you have good, clean fire. You're not getting dirty smoke in the cook chamber. Uh, we have an oiler 700. Uh, that's our primary brisket pit. Same concept as the Buley. It's a wood burning, fully insulated, um, offset pit. Uh, we run, uh, that pit for briskets, uh, for 19 hours, um, at 200 degrees. Oh, nice. Um, oh, wow. Then I have two uh, Moberg 500 gallon offsets. <clears throat> those are my uh, those are my pride and joy. Uh, we run those pits pretty hot, 375 to 400 for all of our small proteins. Um, you know, I, I I have this opinion that um, you get ribs on at a hot temperature, you get a nice bark on top of them. They're not on the pit for an extended period of time, so you're not cooking all of the all of the moisture out of them. Uh, we do not peel membranes off the back of the ribs. Uh, because when you cook at high temperature, it helps keep the the, the, the moisture inside the ribs. Uh, and then I also have a direct heat cooker uh, that's set up for cooking whole hog or pork steak or uh, beef steak, anything that you really want to cook over coals. Uh, and the last bit we've got is an uh, Alcar automated cold smoker for sausage, jerky, um, and um, Slim Jims and bacon. Uh, oh, so, cool. you know, we, we, we have a full smokehouse program. Uh, we run that smokehouse uh, at uh, uh, 170 uh, for most of the day, several days a week. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And you actually just said the magic word of bacon. Yep. Because uh, one of the uh, facts we had found out yes. was Doge's is known as the <clears throat> official bacon of the White House. <laughs> that, 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 that is, that's a true story. Uh, yeah. and it, was a, it was a very true story when George H.W. Bush uh, was in office. Uh, that'd be uh, uh, the 41st president of the United States. Uh, president Bush was a big fan of the bacon at Dozier's. Uh, and when he was uh, installed in the White House as the president, uh, would send aides to Dozier's uh, to pick up whole slabs of bacon uh, to fly to D.C. so that his uh, his White House uh, cooking team had bacon available, Dozier's bacon available yep. to serve for breakfast. So it's now known as presidential bacon. That presidential is awesome. bacon. Yeah, yeah. I I actually had the, the the privilege of meeting him twice. Ah. him and Barbara mm. up at. Did uh, he smell like bacon? No, but it was it, it was funny <laughs> that you see the president of the United States. Okay, I was at a at a uh, place uh, Bentley's. Saloon, but it's biker bar. Yeah, up up in Maine, and all of a sudden you would see a couple guys in suits. Right, couple guys trying to blend in, <laughs> but not necessarily. You know, and you see the little earpiece, so that you know that gives them away. But next thing you know, him and Barbara were walking to have lunch because they they serve barbecue there. That's awesome. It's one of the very few places up around Kennebunkport where they had their compound that served barbecue. So they'd come, the two of them would come to the biker bar and have lunch all the time. And they were great, taking pictures with everybody, driving the Secret Service guys nuts. (laughs) 
you know, but but yeah, the presidential bacon, that's cool as hell. Yeah. There, cool. there, there is, by the way, guys, if anybody's watching and wants to hear the story from, I, I don't, I think the old owners, maybe. Um, yeah, Scott, Scott and Smedley Evans were the owners of Dozier's uh, when HW uh, uh, was in the office. Yeah, there, there, there's a cool video on your, on the website, on the Dozier's website that kind of tells the whole story. <laughs> but uh, so you touched on all the different pits and talked about smoking other proteins and, and, and the smoking program and stuff. So I know you guys do a lot of, uh, or at least process a lot of wild game too yes. for people. Um, do you, is that part of your menu? How does that whole program uh, work? Yeah, so Dozier's is basically uh, under one roof, four distinct business units. Uh, we have our wild game processing side. We have our meat market. Uh, we have grocery, a small grocery and beer and wine section. Uh, and then we have the barbecue side. Uh, wild game processing for us in Texas is is basically a year long uh, proposition. Uh, deer season starts in October uh, and runs through the end of January or into early February, and that that's our busiest time of the year for wild game processing. Uh, we've processed about fourteen hundred deer so far this deer season. Uh, we still have a bunch hanging in the cold in the in the cold room that need to be uh, finished. Then in the off season, which is basically the summer months, uh, you have guys that go on ex- on hunts for exotics uh, like Nilgai or Axis or uh, elk. They'll they'll bring those animals in. Uh, we'll process those too. But yeah, it's it's a big piece of our business. Uh, do you, now? Do you have some of that stuff on your menu too, or is that pretty much all the the processing side? Yeah, it, it's uh, in the state of Texas. It's illegal to, to sell wild game product. Um, I do have uh, in the meat market side where we have uh, 15 varieties of smoked sausages. Uh, we also have uh, seven varieties of what we call Slim Jims, basically a snack stick. Yep. Uh, and then summer sausages and jerkies. Uh, we do have venison product there, but it's not wild game. It's domestically raised deer. Uh, it's called red deer. Tastes pretty similar to whitetail. Hey, listen. Texas is about the last state that I would think that would be illegal to sell wild game in, in markets. Right? I don't know. Maybe. It's, con- it's considered a state-owned resource. Huh? Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, you. I mean, you guys are very div- – there's only one Dozier's, right? One location. Right. Yeah. You guys are, I mean, very diversified. I love the four – you know, that – it's a good business model, right? Because if something else kind of slows down, you still got the market, still got the processing, whatever. But uh, it sounds like everything's going pretty well. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Dozier started as a grocery store. Uh, it was a small grocery store in Fulcher when there was no other grocery store. Uh, there was a small smokehouse uh, down the street. And and Ed Dozier uh, was known for his barbecue. He was actually a pretty much legendary uh, pit guy. Uh, uh, won several of the very first uh, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo barbecue cook-offs. Uh, and, you know, the, the legend kind of forced him into uh, selling barbecue out of his grocery store. Uh, and then the next thing you know, they're developing the smokehouse program, doing all these sausages and bacons. Uh, and then you got people wanting him to process deer. And then become Dozier's has basically become four different business units. Uh, it's just grown over the decades. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our listeners, Daddy Dutch, is asking, um, you know, will you be or Dozier's itself uh, be represented at the uh, the Houston Ro- Livestock and Rodeo this year? 
Uh, Dozers will not be um, uh, in and of itself, although I will be helping one of the other teams out there uh, cook during Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, the, 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 the Houston Rodeo is not something that I ever really wanted to cook at. Um, you know, I did a lot of competition stuff, but it was uh, uh, smaller scale stuff. Well, I mean, smaller scale is kind of relative. You know, if you do a cook-off that's got 110 teams in it, that's small in comparison to the Houston cook-off, which has got seven, 800 teams. Oh, yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Everything's and, better, bigger in Texas, right? It is. It <laughs> and, is. Marty, it's Marty Gras on concrete. That's Ooh, lovely. I like that. Yeah. Um, Brad asks, um, you know, if, if you weren't doing like the prices of the briskets get too high and you weren't, you had them off the menu, are you, um, are you adding something in its place or are you just running a straight menu? Sorry, we don't have any briskets. Uh, so I, I actually have beef shoulder, uh, also called beef clawed yep, yep. Uh, on our menu. That that was really the the, the traditional beef uh, that was offered in Texas barbecue places out of central Texas. It wasn't until um, you know Fred Fontaine at Louis Miller Barbecue was forced to learn how to cook brisket that brisket kind of became the, the primary beef that was cooked uh, uh, in Texas. Um, so we do, we do serve Claude. Uh, it's a, it's a little beefier flavor. It's a lot leaner than brisket. Uh, it used to be half the price of brisket. That's not any, that's not the case anymore. It's now almost just as expensive as brisket is. Um, but the answer is yes. You know, if I, if I have to do it with brisket, we'll have, we'll have other things to offer. Uh, we'll probably do, uh, you know, some, some barbecue based sandwiches or other specials where it does have brisket in it, but it's not, you know, a pound of brisket. That that's, that's the thing is that, uh, with, with what it costs me, uh, to my direct cost on brisket, you know, which includes the cost of the meat, the cost of the wood, the cost of the spices, uh, without any component for labor, uh, or any other component for overhead. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not making any money on brisket when somebody comes in and orders a pound of yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's basically a loss leader. Yeah. But people expect us to serve brisket. I, I know we're running out of time. If I come in, can I get a side of Rocky Mountain oysters? Nope. Only you. I was just asking. Hey, just asking. My, right. my depravity does know some bounds. <laughs> <laughs> Be, uh, awesome. You know. Well, Jim, man, thank you so much yeah. for taking some time. This was great. Um, I'd like to do have you on again later on down the road, do a part two, get a little bit more in depth on a couple other little things, if that's all right with you. Sounds great. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, where can everybody find Doge's and you on social medias, websites? Yeah, so uh, our website is www.dozersdozierbbq.com. Uh, on social media, uh, our handle is at dozersbbq. Uh, my handle on uh, Instagram and on Twitter is at jbuck013, J-B-U-C-H. Uh, I don't do Facebook, so you won't find me there. Uh, I, I, would like to, I would like to point out that uh, for, your, uh, for your listeners and viewers across the U.S. who are interested in picking up some stuff from Dozier's, but don't really want to fly to Texas to do it, uh, we do sell most of our product online through awesome. our website. Uh, and also, uh, we partner with Williams Sonoma. We're the only Texas barbecue place wow. that is uh, sold through WilliamsSonoma.com. 
That's oh, fantastic. Cool. That's a great partnership. Absolutely. Well, we really enjoyed it. I figured since you were a, a, a Southern Texas guy, you weren't going to get your feelings hurt if I wore my Niners hat today. You know, if it was a Dallas guy, I might not. I might not have worn it to, to rub it in. But uh, hey, appreciate it. You're doing great stuff out there, brother. Uh, you know, I can't wait to get back out to Texas and do do a little popping around, come by and see you. So uh, yeah, y'all, y'all come down to Texas and we'll do a podcast uh, live in the store. Don't Boom. threaten me. Don't <laughs> threaten me. All right, Jim. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I Thanks, appreciate Jim. it. All right. Thank you. Awesome. That's fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. We, yeah. Maybe we need to, uh, and I know that you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just a guest in, 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 in Greg's spot, but maybe we need to take the show on the road when, you know, when things settle been, down again. I've been freaking trying. Right? I've been Chris, trying. Can you, I, I, I see Uncle I Steve. We need, to, we need to take the producer with us, right? I, I see Uncle Steve right there, oh, and I yeah. I got to break some news to Uncle Steve Uh-oh. that I'm not Uh-oh. thrilled about. I can't go either. We're, we're going to be in Florida. Yeah. I was so psyched because, you know, what was it, two years ago, I was all set to go, and then everything Yeah, know, we were ready to go, and shit had to hit the fan with COVID. Yeah. <sighs> Uncle now Steve, Uncle Steve, like, oh man, don't God. don't don't throw me off the invite list though. <laughs> I will will come sooner or later. We, uh, we just we'll already had this pro- trip I, I promise. Yes, yes. But we love him. Well, that was awesome. Well, thank well, that you, was brother. fun. Absolutely, that's fun. Cheers. I see you've. Uh, I would have brought a nipple for you, but you know, I know you got hey, you got girl. a longer drive than me. It was good, Chrissy. Good seeing you as always. Fantastic. Uh, the 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 you, you know uh, the jingle. That's what I do. You, that was you, awesome. you jingled my jangle. <laughs> I love it. And the carrot cake. Oh yeah, you are. Hell Chrissy's yeah. homemade carrot cake. I'll be mm-hmm. eating this in a second. So, well, <laughs> that's it for this week, folks. Thank you for joining us. Catch all the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit the subscribe bell. Subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find us at all the links listed down below. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast.gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Yes. We miss you, Greg. We miss you, Greg. Have fun in Florida. Yeah. Not sure what we're doing next week, but the week after. Ooh. Uh-oh. I'm not going to tell you who we have it. Okay. I'm going to let it lead a surprise, but I will give you a hint. Ah. You know, there are certain people that go by one name. Cher? Cher. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Madonna? Madonna. Yeah. C-Mac. C-Mac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Ooh. just going to leave it at a that. one namer. One namer. Wow. Okay. wow. Huge. Ooh. Huge. Wow. On the 8th, so you don't kind of want to miss that one. Put that down. Put that down. And on that note. Yes. Till next week. Yes. Keep keep the the smoke smoke rolling. rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.